and welcome to the second tier betting your specialist pod for punting in the championship. You're joining me, James Cantrell, aka Jimmy the Punt, and professional tipster Matthew O'Regan. Matthew, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. So it's the first weekend of November. We're on the cusp of winter, and as we're heading to like the darkest, wettest, coldest months, is there anything you look out for betting-wise? Uh, I'm a bit more cautious when it comes to player props and cards and shots because obviously they cram a lot of fixtures in. It won't be too bad this year because of the World Cup, but they cram a lot of fixtures in. Injuries can happen mm. with midweek. Obviously, if a few players are a bit soft, so they'll get a few muscle injuries <laughs> in the cold. Yeah, so I just tend to avoid the props and that's about it, really. Yeah, Oh, on the flip side, so do you know with the World Cup break, a lot of players are going to have time off. What do you think, what do you think we should be looking out for at post-World Cup? I think players because post World Cup there's a couple games just before January. Yeah. So I think a few of the players in the shop window like Pedro for Watford, Saar for Watford, players like that that have impressed this season like Willock. I think they'll be popping shots from everywhere. So I'll be keen on their goal scoring market like as they put themselves in the shot window just before January. Yeah, interesting. I didn't even uh, not even thought about the impacts of the World Cup properly yet. But uh, anyway, this is the second tier of betting. What we're going to do is give you our three best bets for the championship this weekend. Hopefully bring you some more winners. We've even added, it's the cheekiest of features really for this week. Hopefully we're going to make it a regular thing depending on, on how it goes. Um, before we get into it, remember this is a gambling podcast and gambling comes with big risks. So please remember to gamble responsibly. Before we get into it though, can we get a recap of your w- results from last weekend? <laughs> Wasn't it? Wasn't my best start. Um, yeah, so my nap was Bristol City Swansea over two point five goals. Ended one all, so no complaints about that. Next best, I had Mill to beat Huddersfield. They had a disaster, really. They one nil down quite early, in, but they were absolutely shocking. They only had one shot all game, even when chasing. Mm. And the long shot, I, I got Sar to score at quite a juicy price, but he didn't. Had a few good chances, didn't score, and then typically went and scored last night when. <laughs> I went on him, so just the way the cookie crumbles, so I went zero for three. I hate that. Sod's law, it always happens. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do too bad. Two out of three for me. Both teams to score my nap was the only one that didn't click uh, in Sheffield United's trip to the Hawthorns. Um, United scoring two goals early, and then it was sort of in West Brom's hand to take the game to United, and they had some chances, but limited to shots from range, really. Um, so that one didn't click but I had Watford to beat Wigan the, the crux of the, the bet was Wigan not getting paid and it turned out they had actually been paid but I, I mentioned about the, the goal in squad quality and ultimately it came down to the Hornets superior quality that won in the game so half right there and then my long shot a Hannibal Medgebury card at 4.2 sailed in after 7 minutes so delighted with that and uh, looking forward to rinsing his price until it gets smashed in because he seems like a naughty little boy. <laughs> so, into this weekend's selections, Matthew, kick us off with your nap for the upcoming weekend in the Championship. Yeah, I'm trying my luck at uh, the card market this week. It's a market I've had good success at in the past and I'm bringing it to the podcast to hopefully get a winner. It's um, a second half card each and over two cards in the match in Stoke, Birmingham, which comes in at 1.8 with better 365. Um, the referee in this is Josh Smith, who averages uh, 5.3 cards per game, which is a hefty number, especially for England. That's Spanish or Italian official numbers. That <laughs> he's been particularly card heavy in his last three. He's shown seven, six, and seven cards. He's shown over two cards in 13 out of 13 games a season. So 
he's got good record for this bet. Uh, Stoke averaged 1.75 cards per home game and Birmingham averaged 2.44 cards per away game. Stoke draw 2.63 cards per home game and Birmingham draw 1.67. Both teams are fighting around mid-table and want to get a good win just before the World Cup to put them in and around the playoffs. So I can see both going for it. This bet has landed in six out of eight home games for Stoke and five out of nine aways for Birmingham. So not perfect records, but with a really good referee and, as I said, the World Cup approach. And I think both will be on it from the minute go. And I can see a few late tackles going in in the second half. Yeah, Magic, I love it. Good mixture of referee and teams. And I don't want to just reel out a lot of cliches, but in um, Stoke's manager and John used to sit Birmingham, they're, they're, the core of their values is really traditional like endeavour, do you know what I mean? All, all the basics. They don't want anyone shaking tackles, and they don't want anyone giving less than 100%. And obviously, you got you got um, Hannibal and Bielik and a few tasty plays in Birmingham squad. So I like that bet a lot. My nap uh, for the upcoming weekend is Blackburn to beat Huddersfield. It opened at a touch over evens, but it's gone into around 10 to 11 at Betfred and some other bookies. It is worth it pointing out it's as short as 3 to 4 with Paddy Power. So, And I always like it when there's a bit of a gulfing price because uh, some scope for value. This fixture pits the best side at home in the second tier against the worst side on the road. At, their, at home, Rovers average 2.33 points per game. They've won 7, they've only lost twice and they've scored 16. On the flip side, the Terriers, uh, they've only picked up two points on the road, zero wins, and they're conceding an average of two goals against per game. So I think that's all, all that needs to be said, really. However, Matthew, you weren't overly convinced with this bet, were you? You've convinced me now with them stats, but when you first said it to me, I was a bit... Because of what I've seen of Blackburn and looking at the stats, they're uh, overachieving XG a bit, but they're getting wins and you can't complain. They're against a dire Huddersfield team, so it's definitely a good price. No, that, that always scares me about XG because obviously we can't be across every football game. I'll, I'll try and watch the highlights, watch the pre-pressers, watch the post-game, try and get as much as I can from like regional podcasts, but you can't watch every minute and the XG is such a good insight into if a team's running on heart, if it's sustainable or not. And the XG figures from Blackburn does scare me, so take this with a pinch of salt. And um, But I, I just... They should about, have enough. Yeah, they yeah, should have enough to be honest. More with. about how bad how bad Huddersfield are. And the only other thing to consider with XG is it. At some point, you've got to start thinking, well, maybe they've just got quality, too that much quality. Burris and Diaz yeah. can score from anywhere. They've got Sammy Smodix, who's creative. They got Yeah, they've got creative players. They've got good finishers. So, yeah, it's getting to the point with Blackburn when you can't just say it's just like overachieving. They're, they're, they are where they are because they deserve to be. And, yeah, it's a very good price. So I'm tired of good. Yeah, I hope so. You never know with the championship, though. Right, mm. then. What have you got for your next best selection? I've gone f- similar theme to you. Quite a juicy price for a home win Swansea to beat Wigan at home is 1.9 with Bet365 as I said last week Mill will probably get a better price elsewhere but I always go with Bet365 for the wins for the early payout mm. here in uh, Wales you've got the 7th place hosting 22nd place Wigan have lost their last 5 on the on the bounce and 7 of their last 8 just look at their team they play a 3-5-2 quite a flat rigid Midfield three. I don't really see where the creativity comes from. That's shown they haven't scored in the last two. They just they just look flat and devoid of ideas. And they go to a Swansea who have who have won their last four home games, scoring two plus in both. Also worth noting, Wigan haven't scored two plus in in their last eight games. So if Swansea do do bag two plus as they have done in the last four home games, Wigan should have no match for them. And obviously, 
Swansea have a very potent, potent attack. They've got Oberfembe, they've got Joel, Joel Peru back, Oliver Cooper's been in good form. And yeah, I think we, Swansea will just pass Wigan to death with Matt Grimes in the middle. And mm. I can see Wigan tiring, a, a long journey again. Yeah, I could just see them tiring, and I can't see how Wigan don't lose at Swansea. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you just said, the five defeats on the spin is pretty damning. And looking at some of the calibre of squads they're facing, that not that not teams in the best four, Middlesbrough put four past them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not looking good. Big fan of that as well. My next best is a bit of a chunky price. I've gone with Illiman and Die. Uh, anytime goal scorers, Sheffield United host Burnley. That's at three to one. We bet three six five. It's a point shorter elsewhere. Um, so I'm, I'm a Sheffield United fan. For those who don't know, and I've heard sort of. The older generation of Blades fans, OAPs, saying he's the biggest talent they've ever seen, eclipsing the likes of Brooks, Maguire, <laughs> Maguire not so much these days, Walker, Jags, even going back to the likes of Sabella and Tony Curry, the lot, they said the, some of the old boys are just saying they're the best they've ever seen. And he's been the main man this campaign for the Blades. He um, Personally, we were just talking about it before we started recording, I snubbed his top goal scorer prize because around fears of fitness he, he's sort of the type of player that he is a bit of a maverick he, he, he drifted in and out of games and I'd never seen him complete the 90 up until this season always cramping up a bit of reliability in that sense but he's um, he's shown his, he's shown his uh, capabilities this campaign eight goals only Burnley's Jay Rodriguez and the informed Jerry Yates have scored more in the division he's got three in his last four starts and he's had a hand in all three of the of the uh, Sheffield United's last three goals so he's absolutely flying right now and crucially for this bet he's, he's getting consistent 90 minutes and showing that he does he does have the uh, the fitness to match his ability he got moved around in midweek to accommodate Kadra and Sharp it, it proved out to be the wrong decision especially with him with him die being the informed man as Kadra was uh, he was hooked on 34 minutes because United were getting over in the midfield and apparently he was uh, a bit of a ghost in that game um, so I head to this game against Burnley I don't think Heckingbottom is going to sacrifice and die uh, f- to, to accommodate some of the older bigger hitters I think I think he's going to sort of stick with his, his young gun his main man uh, and for the visit of Burnley I don't, th- I don't think he'll be fearing or uh, fearing the opposition and he'll certainly fancy himself against the best in the business so I think the price of three to one, given the start he's made to the season, is just a touch too big for Illy Man and died to find the net on Saturday. Now moving into the long shots, what have you got for the uh, for the weekend? Yeah, so I've got a goal scorer double. Uh, it's Mayla Sarr and Jerry Yates goal scorer double at eleven point five six. So uh, you got Yates for Blackpool playing Luton at home as you mentioned his top scorer in the league with nine and seven of these come in his last six so he's banging form Saar has six this season obviously I was on him last week but he scored this midweek Watford are finding form under Bilic they got three wins on the bounce and he scored two in three and yeah I just think 11.56 for two informed players to score both playing at home Watford have got Coventry so both both at home 11.56 is too big a price to Turned down for these two to score. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jerry Yates, he's, 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 he blindsided me. I don't know if anybody would have backed him top goal scorer. I didn't even realise he was until I started looking at the notes earlier. I didn't yeah. realise how he's just flown up. Yeah, I know because he's one of them where he, he seems to get goals in in drips and drabs, like Scott Hogan. You know what I mean? Purple patch player. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But he just he seemed to hit stride and. When he, when he came to Bramall Lane, his two goals he scored a header and a volley, and there was unbelievable finishes. And when a player is in that good a form, as you said, he's 
you, you can go ten without scoring and then go on a run like this. So you mm. just got you got to hop on the train, Marcy's. Yeah, Marcy's going. Absolutely, yeah. Love the uh, love the double. My long shot comes from Rotherham's game against Norwich. Now I'm actually going to back the hosts uh, to win. Bet three six five. Have this at sixteen to five, four point two in decimals, and you get the the obviously the added bonus that if they do by some miracle go two goals to the good you'll get paid out. Now I'm going to start with the visitors, Norwich. Despite their um, pretty good league position, the this is not much harmony between Dean Smith no. and the Norwich faithful. Uh, a lot gunning for his head. Not happy with the style, uh, bland tactics and general lack of creativity. They're also not happy with how he's utilising the squad, the team is playing. Uh, just general, not nice vibes around him. <laughs> Around Norwich at the minute. On the flip side, Rotherham, w- one of the the obviously the poor, the worst funded sides in the division. Um, detriment to, to the sort of, I'd say, not necessarily the poor quality of the championship this season, but the, the sort of the uh, do you know what I mean? The 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 lack the lack of outstanding qualities that is how well they're doing. Um, they've just got a new manager in and he's put huge significance on picking up points at home they actually haven't uh, been blown away that often this campaign there was leading twice at Burnley before two injury time goals in midweek turned it around and eventually lost 3-2 10 men though as well they had 10 men for a large patch of the game yeah just hanging on for their lives but they they just didn't quite manage it against uh, what what I think is one of the best sides in the division Um, at home, yeah, uh, the new man's uh, the new managers uh, put the significance of the home form in, and that was uh, they've only lost three times there this season, two of which coming in the championship. So they've got a pretty impressive record. Now the main thing for me about this bet was um, Rotherham's record against sides who like to keep the ball. That they, they obviously this is going to sound daft, but they don't have a lot offensively. They they're not built to play with the ball. They're quite happy to sit in and keep things tight and look to play for set pieces or counter. And obviously against the, the sides with the bigger budget, the parachute teams, teams who want to have the ball, they, they seem to do quite well. Obviously, I just talked about the uh, how, they, how they ran Burnley close in midweek. Um, there was poor away at Cardiff, but they held Coventry recently to a draw. Uh, they beat Stoke, <laughs> managing to score early and then just sit back, contain, and look to counter. Um, it was a similar story against. I'm just trying to look for the result. It was a similar story as well um, against Reading early on in the season. They beat four nil. Um, now I just I don't think in terms of value the the result against Burnley and how they fared probably has seen this price shorten a little bit. But I do think the sixteen to five at home against a Norwich side where the manager isn't that popular uh, and is uh, is worth is worth taking on. So my long shot is uh, back in Rotherham to beat Norwich at home on Saturday. So, now, before we go, a new feature. Uh, Matthew had a few long shots last week, so we thought we'd make it a bit of a regular thing um, where we combine a couple of long shots, heavy long shots, that'll be worth a quid or two for the weekend. So, Matthew, do you want to take us through your long shot that we're going to combine in a double? Yeah, so my my selection's about 22 to 1. It's from the Cardiff-Sunderland game. It's uh, Niles and... Kunku to be booked. He's he got booked last time out against Watford, and he has three yellows and eleven starts. He's got five yellow. He got five yellows in eighteen in Belgium last uh, last year. And, uh, we spoke before about how you like back in Hannibal because Premier League 
Premier League players who haven't had much first team experience in the yeah. Premier League getting loaned out. They're always keen to impress and will throw themselves about. Like as as I mentioned, Keenan Davis last week he get carded quite a bit. Charlie Patino gets likes a card. Hannibal, and these these sort of players will get will get booked. And they're if three and three and eleven, it's quite a good record, especially against quite an exciting Sunderland uh, attack. Like Ellis Sims is back, so he'll he'll move up front. I reckon mm. they'll put. Um, Ahmad Diallo on the wing who draws fouls for fun and he's actually the second part of the double he's it's him to score as well and he's got um, two goals in his last three starts he had three shots last time out four shots a game before and two shots there so he's in his uh, rare starts he's been shooting from anywhere and he's really impressed and I think his odds of a goal is too big to turn down again yeah tasty and you mentioned him there I've gone for uh, last week's long shot Hannibal Medry but I've gone for him to be sent off um, yeah after he was booked after seven minutes and he, he could have walked after I tipped him against QPR last weekend he committed a couple of fouls in midweek but it was comparatively quiet for the uh, for the central midfielder on loan from Man United but I just think um, he's, he's prized for a red card I'm sure it, it reminds me of uh, Gus Hamer, when when he first came to the championship, just absolute relentless and, and a bit of an animal. So I just think his price his price to get sent off is probably not value as such, but in the sense that he hasn't obviously I don't think he's got any career red cards yet. But I just think the the writing's on the wall with the way he plays, and I, I just think will it drop before the World Cup? Will it drop like you know before January within within the season? Will it pay out a couple of times this season? Probably. I think so. He's already been warned about his uh, his poor discipline, so uh, I, I want to be on, I want to be on a card, a red card for the foreseeable. So and and I also mentioned the referee earlier. With he likes a card, he's shown over five point three. So as I said, it's he's a good card happy ref as well with him, and I I can't see him taking any nonsense with Hannibal. Magic, yeah, that's what we like to hear. So the double pays out at. Six hundred and thirty-seven to one with bet three six five. Yeah, tasty, worth a quid for sure. Um, yes, so those are our bets for this weekend in the championship. Before we go, Matthew, do you want to uh, recap what you got? Yeah, so my nap is a second half card each and over two match cards in Stoke Birmingham at one point eight with bet three six five. My next best is Swansea to beat Wigan at one point ninety with bet three six five. Long shot is Sar and Yates goal at eleven point five six with Bet365. Magic. And I've gone for Blackburn to beat Huddersfield, Illiman and Die anytime goal scorer in Sheffield United's game against Burnley. And I've gone for Rotherham to beat Norwich at 16-5 with Bet365. Now, for a really, really big long shot, we've combined a Hannibal Medbury red card with an Uncuku card and a Dallow goal. That pays out at 337. Seven to one with Bet365. Sorry, so big I was forgetting it then. So that that is all for this week on the Second Tier Betting Podcast. Please remember to gamble responsibly and good luck with all your selections this coming weekend. Mm-hmm.